Tennessee Valley Brewing Company has been a Clarksville favorite since 2017, and they've just moved to a new downtown location. This week, owners Eric and Wendy Brandstrom join Charlie and Katie to tell their story of going from the Army to corporate life's golden handcuffs to turning what they love into what they do for a living. Plus, they share some insights about what makes a delicious beer. Clarksville's conversation is powered by FM Bank. Well, you know, there's this great philosopher, Billy Currington. Is Billy Currington a yeah. philosopher? Yeah, the, the country he singer. Oh, okay. He is. Country Charlie singer. just has given him a new title. And, and I think the theme for the day is one of his songs, uh, the lyrics, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. Oh, yeah. And that's it, a great song. And good. I think that sums up this crowd in the studio uh, today. Well, <laughs> you know. Is he, is he calling you too crazy? I guess so. I am. I mean, I look, I look <laughs> the straight shoe at, fits, right? I look straight at Katie when I said that. I think he was and, calling me crazy. And, well, and the reason I would include them in that is I know some of their good uh, – Army buddies, mm-hmm. so they they've got they've got some issues. Got good. We're in good company. <laughs> good issues. Good issues. Now, when did you when did y'all get out? Of, when did you get out of the army and decide to start a small business? Well, I, when I first got out of the army, my goal was to go to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in the eighty second uh, back in the eighties. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, so my Mom wanted us to wanted me to you know take over the business, a family business, and so on and so forth. So she wanted me to go to college. What was the family business? She owned a temporary help agency. Okay, and it was quite successful. Um, so uh, I was like, okay, that's a good idea. So I started going to U of M Flint, and then um, uh, of course uh, my mom and I got along like oil and water at that point. <laughs> Uh, mostly because I was no longer the little boy she sent away to the army. I was a soldier, mm-hmm. and um, moms was, have a tendency yeah, to want to hang on to that little boy yeah, thing. Yeah, right? it didn't happen. Of course, you know, not, I made I made my share of mix, mistakes and what mm-hmm. have you. But uh, she would, oh my gosh, she was like unhinged every time you know something would happen. I like, I voted Republican that year, and she was a die you know die in the wool Democrat at the time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was just we went head and head on a lot of things. So did you get fired just for that. So, yes, I did. I got your fired mom for that. fired you from the job for voting yeah. Republican. Yes, <laughs> I love her. So, <laughs> so needless to say, it was it was one of those crazy situations where um, I want to meet this lady. I, well, she's now she's past but yeah. But uh, you know, long and the short of it, my dad was you know living down here in Tennessee. And uh, I started calling him up going, hey, dad, can you send me some money for school and stuff? Mm-hmm. And he got tired of that conversation. So he said, why don't you move down to Tennessee and save me a few bucks? So mm-hmm. I moved down to Nashville. I started going to MTSU and uh, I started getting into the restaurant business. And then I got into management, which I was going to school for anyway. And then I started managing and uh he actually bought me a home brewing kit for Christmas that year. Oh, interesting. This is 1989. I know I'm dating myself. Well, you were like home brewing before home brewing was cool then. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh-huh. A long time ago in a galaxy far away. Yeah. And then, uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I started doing that and uh, taking over the kitchen and uh, the living room, which kind of, I think he didn't know what he was getting into when he bought me that present. But uh, we, uh, when he passed on, he left me a little bit of money and I bought a bigger home brewing kit yeah. uh, set. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, with when I met and married Wendy. I was going to ask you here in a yeah. minute how y'all met, but we can get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, 
we between the two of us over the years of being married, we'd been laid off seven times. Mm-hmm. And uh, we finally decided that, you know, we had to do something for ourselves. And uh, that's what motivated the entrepreneurial uh, aspect of our lives. And we were like, you know, what can we do? What can, you know, we were looking for answers and we developed, I, I wrote out a business plan for a brewery and uh, we said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And of course, then she got laid off for the last, you know, for, with uh, Verizon and we said, okay, we got to do this now. And mm-hmm. uh, her family's down here. So we moved down, back down to Tennessee and we said, okay, this is where we're going to start. So that's what brought us back here. We're so, sure glad you came back. Yeah. So you get this home brewing kit. Yeah. What, what's the name of your first beer? Oh, that's a great question. Oh my gosh, it was a stout. Um, I, I think it was called um, like or tumultuous porter. I think I, I called uh, it. Uh, yeah. And I I put all kinds of crazy things in there and. You know, I was looking for high alcohol back then. You know? <laughs> I'm still looking for that. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're a young brewer, and I and I say that as not necessarily an age, but yeah, when you're yeah. new to the brewing industry, for some reason people want to just go, oh, what kind of alcohol can I get out of this? Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and true enough, you can do that. But um, as you start progressing in your knowledge about making beer, it becomes more about how how well can you make a product yeah. and how well yeah. can you, fo- you know, follow into guidelines according to what a style is. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it becomes very, now of course, alcohol is still, you know, kind of nice to do because I do a big beer, but uh, at the same time, it's very important to know how to do a, a yeah. style. So on a scale of one to 10, yeah. how good was that beer? I thought it was fantastic at the time. <laughs> at the time. At the time. However, you know, and the funny thing is, um, so I took it to my first homebrew competition, which actually was here in Clarksville. Uh, it was at the uh, Black Horse when it first opened up. They had a homebrewing competition, and I took it there, and it got hammered. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm not as good of a brewer as I thought I was. <laughs> so uh, at, at that point in time, uh, we, we, you know, I went back to the drawing board and started really looking at, you know, how can I make a really good beer? Yeah. So how long had you been um, doing home brews before you guys met? Oh, my gosh. Uh, we met in 98. Yeah. So uh, 89 to 98. Yeah. So he didn't mm-hmm. take you out for beer. He brought you in for beer when you were dating. <laughs> well, she was underage at the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was 19 when we met. Yeah. 18. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, 18. I got married at 19. Yeah, we got married it's at 19. It's been like 23 years. Oh, she got so, married, it's crazy. Right. so we're not going to say rec- on recording that she might have had a beer at 18 or 19. <laughs> no, no. Well, nobody would ever do that. No, nobody no, does no. that. Ever. Ever. But, no. but the, the funny thing was is that... Um, <clears throat> When we were first married and everything, I, I was like, you know, hey, try this beer, try this beer. And she goes, no, I hate all beer. And I said, well, you haven't had all beer. And she goes, I've had beer. I've had beer. It's not. And so one night I fixed her this very nice, like five course meal. Uh, and it included, you know, everything from, you know, a salad to a dessert. How romantic. Know, Look at that. Nice. Yeah. I know. And, and I bought a, uh, <laughs> I bought a beer that was called Littemann's Frambois. And it is a... Um, uh, uh, what's called a lambic, and it's very champagne-like, and it just screams raspberries. So I served it to her in a fluted glass, <laughs> and I told her it was raspberry champagne. 
and she loved it. And it started off our and, whole marriage in lies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she goes, she was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I said, that's beer. She goes, this isn't beer. And then I proceeded to tell her how they make it. And uh, from that point on, she started trying. She started know, trusting you then. Yeah, well, a little bit by a little know. bit. Yeah. You know, yeah she, she still had trust issues on IPAs, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I'm kind of a beer snob. It's pretty she funny. is. Yeah. She's one well, of the bigger... I mean, if when you make your own beer and have a successful business <laughs> making your own beer, you deserve the right to be a beer snob. Well, she, she also became my uh, biggest, um, uh, well, helper, you know, um, it, we've washed more bottles than you can shake mm-hmm. a stick at. And it was, you know, it was, it's a huge process and it's always fun to have someone next to you, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy, well, in misery together. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took a leap of faith to jump out and kind of start your own small business. Yeah. It was really scary. Yeah. It was it's really still scary. scary. Yeah. It's still <laughs> scary. You know, the thing is, is that when you do something like this, you are always afraid of what's going to happen because it's a huge unknown. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but the only thing I would say to anyone, literally, is if you don't take a chance, you'll never know if you could. And the problem with a lot of people, they get stuck in the, you know, I don't know, I you know, may not work. Or, you know, you think of all the reasons why you shouldn't do it because... My my wife came up with uh, this term, and I'm sure other people have probably used it too. But it's the golden handcuffs, you know, mm-hmm. where of you're working America. for a corporation or whatever, and you have this great paying job, you have all these benefits, you got this vacation time, et cetera, et cetera. But you're miserable at your job, you know, not miserable at how you perform your job, but miserable in the sense mm-hmm. that you, you know it affects your family life, it affects your personal life. Uh, everything. And if uh, you have those golden handcuffs, it's hard to break away from that so you can actually be happy. And I found out early on because I got laid off. Uh, I was getting, well, I, I was getting laid off. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't been laid off at the time, but I was told that I was working in the banking industry uh, during the banking crunch and I was going to get, you know, my job was going to get uh, reduced. And uh, the jobs that were, I was looking for were wanting to offer me anywhere from ten to twenty thousand less than I was already making, and I, that was a tough pill to swallow. And you know, living in the D.C. area at the time, uh, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, the economy there is crazy high. Uh, and so we started looking for places to live, and ended up back up in northern Michigan. But uh, what I want to bring that back around to is, is that I went from making a six-figure job down to making minimum wage. And that is a tough pill to swallow. I bet. The, but the thing was, is that it took that to happen to realize how miserable I was at the job I was doing. And it wasn't that I didn't like working with people or, or whatever. It was just that me personally, I was not truly happy. And I found out that I was work Here I was <laughs> cleaning up, um, you know, a brewery, you know, cleaning all the grains out, you know, I was getting beer splashed all over me, whatever, and I was loving my job. And I'm like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel mm-hmm. like. You're supposed mm-hmm. to enjoy you, you know, yeah. what you do. So there again, there's something I would say to people who are you know wanting to maybe branch out. If you don't love what you do, you need to find what you love to do and do it. You know, when you were saying that, that was a thought that was going through my head because there's the some of the people we talk to that have opened businesses, there's that trend that there's something that they're doing that they already love 
that can turn into it. Sometimes you, yeah. your best business is right in front of you and you don't even realize it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, I had a great time. I worked for about five years at a small little brewery up in Northern Michigan as the assistant brewer. Uh, and if they didn't have enough hours for me, I was a cook in the kitchen and uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I love that aspect of my job so much more than when I did, uh, when I was, you know, in management and managing people and so on and so forth, as far as in the banking industry, um, nothing personal. I know you regret it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all no, good. Everybody's but, got but, a story. Uh, yeah, That's right. yeah. So, but, uh, with me, uh, of course, getting back into more of the public relations side of it, you know, I love when I, if I can get out of the kitchen right now, I love going around talking to people. How are you doing? How's the food? How's the drinks? Mm-hmm. You know, that's me as a person. You know, I, I love making sure everybody's happy. And, you know, that's very fulfilling for me. So, Wendy, did you did you buy into this whole whole plan right away? Uh, I guess, you know, as being married, you kind of do. I, I just knew from when we were going to start this business that he would not be able to do it by himself. Yeah. So I took on more of the operations financial side of things. Yeah. 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 He's more of the brewing and talking to people. I'm more of the one making sure the place doesn't burn down. Uh, uh, so so <laughs> she is the, she's the glue. <laughs> so, so you started out not, not caring for beer and then, and then he lied to you and tricked yeah. you. And now yeah. do you come up, in your head, do you have flavors? You say, I want something to be like this. Yeah, actually. Yeah. When we're brewing, I came up with a bunch of different. Beers. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Teddy Graham's was a really popular one. Uh-huh. It was a uh, graham cracker and caramel nut brown. Mm. And then the, um, uh, the vanilla bean espresso was my idea. Um, yeah, that was, that that's was a good, good one. Yeah. Well, she actually, you know, had, since her father was uh, in the military and uh, at the time stationed oh, in Hawaii, the POG, yeah. yeah. So Pog's it's kind of funny. Popular. She, you know, in Hawaii they have a POG, uh, which is passion fruit, orange, and guava. It's kind of like a, a smoothie drink Did you say or whatever. Pog? Pog. Yeah, POG. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, so as a high schooler back then, <laughs> uh, she uh, loved drinking those tropical drinks. And when we opened up the brewery, she was like, I want to do a pog beer, but I don't think she meant it to be an IPA. No, I wanted it to be a sour, but it ended up being an IPA. Go figure. I know. Sorry, honey. It's a my trust issue. So, my least so, favorite style. He turns it into a you know, beer. People, people hear, you know, IPA and all these things. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends that drink them, but what's the difference <laughs> between a reg, what I would a call stout, a regular an beer IPA, yeah. and an IPA? Oh, it's all about the different flavors that the beer offers. So an IPA, you're going to get anywhere from more floral to earthy to pine, all the way up to tropical fruit and citrus. But you're going to get that what's called the bitterness from the hops, where your stouts or your darker beers are going to be more of your roasted flavors, your coffees, your chocolates, your caramels, your bready biscuity. So it really Mm -hmm. depends on your flavor profile and what you really Mm -hmm. like. Which is when you come into the brewery, that's one of our biggest questions right away is like, you know, what do you normally drink? Because they're looking at the menu and they're lost and like, okay, well, tell me what your everyday drinker is and then we can recommend something. Yeah. Oh, that's a clever way to do it. Yeah. So do do any of those certain types of beer have a higher alcohol content? They can and they do, but um, that's not... It's not necessary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can have an IPA that is... 
you know, maybe 5% thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you, they have a, like an all day IPA, I think uh, founders does it, if I'm not mistaken. But um, that one, I think it's, it's like in the fours. I want to say it's in the fours, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, then of course you have like Imperial IPAs and yeah. really big IPAs. And of course now you're looking at maybe, you know, 8% alcohol, you know, and, mm. and so it can get up there, but uh, the really big beers are usually like barrel aged beers. Um, barley wines are, um, are big beers. They can be like 10%. Uh, I have one beer in a barrel right now working and we don't know what the final gravity is just yet, mm. but uh, we're looking at probably between 12 and 14. Oh, wow. Mm. So I'm a Cabernet drinker. What would be my beer? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> actually, it might be surprising. Yeah. Might I like beer. Go yeah. more towards a darker beer, I would think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> of course, of more drier yeah. flavors. And you'd be surprised like, if, if someone has like um, just a straight barley wine, you might enjoy that because barley wines can have some very... What is the word? Vinous, uh, mm-hmm. like from the vine uh, mm-hmm. kind of flavors, um, you know, and and people pick up like fruitiness and, and so on and so forth. And it's there's no fruit really in the beer. It's just usually picked up because of the barrel or uh, some of the, the grains that you use and in combination with, along with the alcohol. There's a lot of things that happen, but um, you'd be surprised. Um, I, I for me, I always tell people to try. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not like a hundred beers, but then all of a sudden you go, oh, wow. I, like I love this, this one. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just trying it. What What about like bourbon drinkers? I, I know you have a lot of a lot of military folks that come through yep. there. Yep. And a lot of those uh, folks like bourbon. Mm-hmm. Are, do they gravitate toward a certain type of beer? No, they drink the bourbon we have on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good too. Yeah, yeah. No, but the, there again, that's where I would go towards like a like a barrel aged beer because you're definitely going to pick up like the one I I have a uh, a Belgian quad that's aging in a uh, whiskey barrel right now, a bourbon barrel. Oh, and people, it's going to have those undertones. In yes, it. it's mm-hmm. going to it's going to pick up some of those undertones. And you know, you I serve it in like a brandy snifter, mm-hmm. and it's it's very nice. It's very you know warming. Um, it's it's one of those beers that uh, if you like whiskeys because of all the different you know barrel mm-hmm. notes that you can pick up, uh, you'll probably like that a style like that. You know, I've I've been in there a, a few times, and I always like you said earlier. I always ask, okay, here's kind of what I like. What should I try? And you guys let people have little samples of things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Order, we want people right? to be happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you be happy is what you get. Yeah, and try more. You might want to buy something you never thought you were going to buy. Right. 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 So you guys opened here, and now you're moving into a new location, which is a bigger yeah. step for you. Yeah, yeah we've was, been there about three weeks now. It yeah. was crazy. Uh, so we've been looking for a new location for about two and a half years, mm-hmm. and there have been several deals on the table that. It just didn't work out for a variety of different reasons, but uh, we were and, and kind of getting frustrated with that process. And we happened to be looking at a building downtown and uh, as luck would have it or whatever you want to say, uh, uh, we uh, said to the, uh, you know, our real estate, hey, we want get in this property and check it out. And then, of course, it turned out like four days later, it, the, the guy decided to rent it to somebody else. Which is fine, I guess. But uh, then when I said, well, we have to be driving by the old uh, Mickey's location. 
um, and which is Caddy Corner from um, you know Black Horse, mm-hmm. and it was open, and I'm like, oh my god, well, you know, it's not what we were looking for, but at the same time, it was a great location, and mm-hmm. so we uh, wanted to go in, take a look at it, check it out. There was a lot of cleaning to be done, <laughs> yeah. a lot of cleaning. Um, and, uh, you know, for, for those who know about the old location, it was, it, there was reasons for a lot of cleaning to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, we looked at it and, you know, the bones were really good and we was mm-hmm. like, okay. Right. And, uh, it's not everything that we wanted it to be. Cause what we, you know, we wanted like a big outdoor area, you know, so on and so forth. But, uh, it I does said, have a little outdoor area back there. No, doesn't no. It? So that belongs to somebody else. Yeah. Oh. That's not part of our yeah, building. That's not part okay. of our building. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, so, you know, we decided, you know what, this is, I, we think this is a really good location. Mm-hmm. So, uh, literally this was like around mid April when we found that place. And then it was like crazy fast how we went through the deal and it went and it happened, you know, and, uh, then, Literally the last two days of April, we had an army of our customers help us. Literally, that is it yeah, was they, wonderful. We packed we, we up were the so brewery. Yeah. We packed up the brewery. Love literally, that. and people came with trucks and trailers and every kind of thing. And we loaded everything up, packed everything up, loaded everything up. We had to move some things into storage, and then of course move everything downtown. And we did that in two days, and then. Uh, we, we literally got everything turned around in two weeks. Tur- turned around yeah. and built and, and everything in two weeks. Yeah. Now, when they uh, with the with a new entertainment district, will y'all be able to have outside space with that when it comes time? Well, with the new entertainment, the, you know, they allow for, for example, on certain nights and certain things, mm-hmm. uh, you can uh, carry around like a solo cup and uh, you know drink out of that and so on and so forth. So, you know, obviously, when that happens, we'll we'll obviously try to take advantage yeah. of that. So talk to us about um, your expanded menu. I'm sure you've you've changed some things over the last year or so, oh, yeah. right? We uh, we actually took off all the pizzas, much to the disappointment of a lot of people that uh, we didn't realize was going to happen. <laughs> but uh, um, we've added a lot of fun things that we don't really have downtown, yeah. which has been kind of fun. The biggest one and the biggest surprise that we run into yeah. was the poutine. Really? Yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever yeah, heard of it. Fries? No. What is, like, but, what is so that? So it's from Quebec. Yeah, uh-huh. poutine is a Canadian dish, yeah. and we ran across it when we were living in Maine. And it's just fries and brown gravy and squeaky cheese curds, and it's it's very simple. It's very delicious. That sounds like something Ryan and, Pluckelman would like. No, yeah. <laughs> people uh, it, have loved it. Oh, I know. It's it's actually one of our <laughs> biggest. Menu sellers, yeah, interesting. And I, and I never thought, no, I thought that was just going to be some like appetizer that yeah. we'd yeah, have yeah, right yeah. now and then, but it's just it's taken off. Well, sometimes with the, it, one of my favorite ways to define restaurants is is there a dish there that's craveable? Yeah, and if there's something that you think of when you think of that restaurant, that just kind of gives them kind of staying power. I guess oh, yeah. what's it craveable? Feels like it's going to be that poutine. What's craveable? I, I thought for sure it was going to be the uh, fried bologna, pimento fried bologna sandwich, yeah. but. Well, that sounds good, not. too. That sounds oh, like Ryan, too. And it's actually a thick cut. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, thick yeah, cut you know, you go to a place and they say thick cut, but it's only like an extra thick piece <laughs> of, you know, Oscar Mayer. But, you know, <laughs> um, but we actually give an honest to God thick cut uh-huh. slice of bologna and, uh, of course, fry it on the, the grill and everything. With and pimento cheese on pimento, it. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's, you know, the other bacon. thing that. Sounds really, really healthy. 
Oh, it's oh, delicious. It is. It is. Perfect yeah. pub food, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. The other thing we did that we just added to the menu about a week ago that's really taken off is the pimento cheese BLT. Oh, now that does sound delicious. Yeah. yeah. We did mm-hmm. a lot of those last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and our, our nachos are very popular, but, you know, those are kind of a popular thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, like our King Club, uh, if you go to a place and they serve you a club, it's usually... Uh, two ounces of ham, two ounces of mm-hmm. uh, turkey, and I am a fat person, and I think <laughs> I'm getting gypped. You know, so <laughs> I, I I wanted to have four ounces of ham, four ounces of turkey, plus the bacon and the tomatoes and the last night. And it is so, a monster sandwich. It is a monster. Can you even wrap your mouth around that? Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, like smush. Yeah, it like down. just nibble exactly. on this edge of it. Hate the jaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. It's really good. And people go, "Oh my god, this is really a good club." I'm, I'm like, a huge meat eater. I would probably love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the person that says, "Give me a side salad with extra meat, please." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, you'd like the chef salad? Then. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good too. I like lots of. It. So, so has downtown uh, been very welcoming? To you guys? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, of course, like, for yeah. example, I've known the brewer over at Black Horse for years now, yeah. you know, Steve. Yeah. And he's such a great guy anyway. And, I, you know, we bumped into each other a few times already. He was like, hey, how you doing? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, we talk about, you know, little things here and there. And, of course, you know, have to get back to our days. You know? Yeah, that's <laughs> but, right. But, uh, that's yeah, right. very, very welcoming. I, I, yeah. I think when you have a lot of businesses like that, you know, it draws more people downtown, yeah. and people go mm-hmm. from place to place to place. Oh right. yeah, that's yeah. definitely and, been happening on a weekend. Yeah, yeah. And then once it, once the arena gets fired up, and there's going to be a lot more to foot traffic. Yeah, we're looking and, forward to that. And downtown's already busy, but it's going to be even more. Yeah, I yeah. think you got in downtown right at the perfect time. Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Hey, for those who can't see that, I was, you know, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. No, fingers from crossed. my mouth to God's ears. You know, my dad always said that. <laughs> Eric mm-hmm. says that a lot. Too. I say it all the time because yeah. my dad always said it from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, it sure is nice having y'all here and, and hearing your story and, and just learning about you and beer. Yeah. Well, if you could, yeah. before we close, if you had any advice for any small business that's just somebody's out there and they've got this idea and they, they, they're a little nervous. What would your advice be for another? Find a mentor to talk to about about the ups and downs and the unexpected that you might not think about. Mm-hmm. That as somebody who has been through it has definitely been there. Yeah. And then take the leap of faith. Yeah. You have it to. It is a huge leap of faith. And you have to believe in yourself. Yeah. It's scary. It is scary. <laughs> um, you're going to be afraid like never before. You know, because you're you're letting mm-hmm. go of what you've, like I said, those golden your, handcuffs. Your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. Comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. Yeah. You're and getting you're out of your out. comfort so, zone, and it's very but scary. You, here, here's the sad thing. If you go through life always wondering, what if I did this? I mean, that's a huge regret. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, me personally, I can't do that. You know, I, I'm, I'm not that person. I don't want to be sitting at, you know, 80 years old and going, mm-hmm. well, you know, if I just did this. Right. You might fail. I mean, that's a, that's a reality of life. Oh, yeah. But you're never going to know if you don't try. Yeah. And, and you know, failure's really when you quit, not right. when something doesn't work. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, so. that's when you, when, what I call failure is an opportunity to course correct. Learn from the mistake and figure out what you can do different. I mean, some yeah. of your bigger companies, even like Hershey, failed how many times before right. they actually yeah. landed on something yeah. successful? KFC? Yes. I mean, yeah. you know, the colonel, he, he failed a lot. 
uh, Abraham Lincoln. Right. Don't you know give I mean? up. Just, course correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. It's true. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Well, thank, thank you very much. I am going to be in there in the next week or two eating. Thank so you. I thank will you. not eat the bologna, even though I want to, but that BLT <laughs> sounds delicious. Well, we, we have other, you know. All their other foods out there. Healthy items. Yeah. I'm not really that healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to yeah. think I am. She just plays it on the radio. <laughs> I like people go. to think I am. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Fun. Well, Welcome. thank y'all for being here. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, it you very pleasure. much. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.